Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. We are covering Seeking Sister Wife, Season 4, Episode 7. Roses are red, but not on the bed. Listen, y'all, this show, I, I don't understand what exactly it is I'm doing. Like, I don't know if I'm hate-watching it. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm just confused. Because I don't think any of these people, except for the men, want to be in these type of relationships. Honestly, that's, what I, that's the vibe I'm getting. The only couple or thruple or polygamous family that is kind of believable to me is Sidian and Tasha. And I don't know if that's because they've been doing this longer. I don't even know if they've been doing it longer. I just know that the, the rest of these women are like, mm, mm, I'm not into it. Hey, Michelle. So let's jump off with the Maryfields. <clears throat> so Danielle and Garrick and, you know, this alleged Roberta. Um, and you know, there's rumor in the streets. So if you don't want to hear this, cover your ears right now. But there's rumor in the streets that she's broken up with them. So what we're seeing is that play out. Now, they're at their new house. They're uh, checking for the progress of their new house because they've been building it for the last year and a half or so. And they've designed this house specifically for a plural family. Hey, hey, Crystal, hey. For a plural family. So you know, they're expecting not only to have a second wife, but to have a third wife and to have multiple babies. But Danielle doesn't want to have any of these babies. She wants to be more like the auntie of the house because her kids are grown. And so uh, it's 4,000 square feet. Uh, they have another 1,000 feet square garage. Um, they have seven bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms. They've also built a small apartment for Danielle's parents to live on the property. So it's going to be a whole compound i think that's the, that's the right word to use for this type of relationship when you know you're like everyone lives under the house we have this big house compound property land and i don't know about y'all but i watch all the true crimes and compound is not necessarily a great word when things go awry that being said 
Garrick is gonna have his own room, y'all. I just need you to sit with that for a minute. So, and they and they called it in 2022 the master bedroom. That's what they called it on this show. Now, I think what's happening, you guys, is this show is messing with all my senses of what what is politically correct, what what I grew up with, what are my beliefs and values are. I think it's just mess. That's why I'm like. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm just very confused by this whole thing. So Garrick's going to have his own master bedroom. Those are her, his words, not mine. And then the sister wives are going to be in a separate bedroom downstairs where they all share a bedroom. Then they went on to say, and this is how I know no one really wants to be in this relationship. They wanted to say that they put extra insulation, uh, insulation in the walls so that whoever's turn it is to have sex with the husband, Garrick, they won't hear it. Listen, y'all, that sounds like jealousy to me. If you're so concerned that you actually put in an extra provision so that you don't hear your husband having sex with the other sister wives, I don't know if everyone's on board with this. That's just me, though. That's what I'm thinking. So not only does Garrick have his own room, Danielle calls him the king of the family, which, I mean, so the king gets his own room. You have two boys. How are you raising them? So are you raising them to be like they're the king of the castle as well and to expect whoever that they court in the future should think that it, like, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Hey, word nerd. Hey, girl. Hey, I, I'm trying to figure it out because I feel y'all are picking and choosing whatever is working for you. And you're trying to open, like, I'll speak for myself. You're trying to open my mind to the constructs of society. But I'm not even sure if you know what they are. You're just willy nillying doing whatever it is that you think works for your family. And I personally think that Garrick, and I'm going to say it, I'm not taking it back. I think Garrett is a very insecure man, and I will I will back up that statement shortly. So they're walking around the house. They're showing Danielle's parents uh, the house, and you know the parents aren't really for it. They're not really for this lifestyle. You can one hundred percent see it. Um, the mom is like, you know, I, I I get it, I guess, but I feel like Garrett's going to get worn out. You know, it's a lot of struggles that you two already went through that you barely made it through. And then you're going to bring in this Roberta person and you want to bring some otherwise in. And, you know, I'm just concerned. And she said it, she's concerned about Danielle's happiness. She's concerned about her daughter. She's concerned about, about whether Garrett was going to be able to maneuver all these women and the children in the house. He's one person. And so he already struggled with Danielle. She's concerned that, are you going to be able to balance all these other people? I, I think that you might get worn out. That's what she said. But I laughed to death, you guys. And here's why I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. Tears were coming down my face because the dad was quiet. The dad was like, shh, shh, shh. He wanted his wife to shut all the way up. Because, you know, we're about to have our own apartment up in this property. I don't need you to wreck it for me. I don't need you to tell Garrett any type of thing that he might take any type of way. Let's just say it's not for us. 
I would never have multiple wives, but thank you for the new apartment. <laughs> thank you for the new apartment. I'll take it. Anyhow, so I said earlier I would back up why I think Garrick is insecure. He's like, well, you know, I want to take on another wife to encourage me. Now, you already have a wife and you should be, you know, solid in your own self. But you, you're you getting your um, manlyhood from multiple women or you want to get your manlyhood and your sense of worth and who you are as a man by having other women multiple of them praise you that's what you get you get that ooh i'm gonna have roberta encourage me i'm gonna have danielle encourage me i'm gonna bring someone else to encourage me because i am the king of the castle i think you need to work on your own self-esteem how about that bro um so they're excited though you know they're moving into they've been living in that sleeper camper the four of them uh hey diamond girl hey girl hey uh, they moved into that to their house finally, this big, I'm calling it the compound because I think that word is just synonymous with this whole situation. Um, and so they're excited, but on the other flip side, they're upset because they haven't been in proper contact with Roberta. They haven't been able to get a hold of her lately. They try and call her. She doesn't return calls. And so it's very limited. They're their exchange with Roberta and you know she was approved for this visa so really nothing should be holding her back she's saying her mom is holding her back and family commitments and all the things but really you guys again if you don't want the spoiler alert you know hold on to your ears but the spoiler alert word on the street and I have not been able to confirm it yet but word on the street is that she broke up with them she's like nah I'm good so I think that's what we're seeing play out uh this season and that's why, you know, we're constantly really not seeing her on the show. And that's why they're having a hard time getting a hold of, of, of Roberta. And Danielle starts getting all teary-eyed. She's like, you know, I don't know if she's dragging her feet. I don't know if she's really committed to this relationship. And we built this house, this big house with her in mind. And it would just be so good if she could share in decorating and moving in and the joy of this new house i was like stop it stop it stop it i remember you from last season last season you were crying on the beach because your man really wanted to be with roberta and was lying to you and sleeping with her and not telling you and doing all the things and you were all in your feelings so don't tell me now that you have this big ass house that you're crying that she's not there yet. Stop it. Exactly. You know, Danielle, you're you're happy. You're happy. You're like, mm, I got my husband back. That part. So <clears throat> Garrick's about to get his feelings hurt big time because, you know, I keep saying, and guys, I've opened up some of the uh, Seeking Sister Wives to the public so you can cap some of the past shows in uh, the YouTube stream. Uh, but for those of my patron that have been up to date with me, 
you guys know that I've been saying since the get-go that he only wants to be with Roberta. Roberta is this like exotic wife that he can't wait to be with. And he's about to get his feelings hurt big time because she ain't about this life. She ain't about this life. And she ain't coming. How about that? So, but Garrick thinks that, you know, Roberta really is in love with him. And he says, I know I'm her priority. And so let's pray. Don't strike me down, God, because I'm being an asshole. Thank you very much. Please and thank you. Amen. <laughs> Moving on to the Epps. Another family, in my personal opinion, that does not want to really be in a polygamous relationship. India specifically. Because India met her man as a single man. He proposed as a single man. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, by the way. I'm getting back with my wife and we're all going to live as a family. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm having a really hard time with Marcus because I think Marcus and, and Taryn even said it in, a, diff in diff a different way slightly, but she did kind of say the same thing that I've been saying that Marcus wants to run amok, act like he's single, date whoever he wants to date as if he's single. And they're like, nah, bro, you're not single. You're in this polygamous family. We're supposed to all be dating and be comfortable. But Marcus, like, nah, I'm gonna go up Friday night. I'm gonna hit the town. I'm gonna hook up with Jenny and Betty and Janae and Brina and whoever. I'm dating whoever. I'm gonna wham babs. Thank you, ma'am. I'm gonna fly this girl in from this town and fly this girl from this town, put her up in an Airbnb, and I, I'm gonna have sex when I want to. I want it to be organic. Marcus. And then you wanna listen, I'm jumping all over the place because I'm just, I'm really. This, I personally think this fool is using polygamy. And I'm going to be harsh here because I want you guys to really get my point. He's using polygamy to fuck around. He's, he's known to be a serial cheater. Ter uh, Tyron, I always say her name wrong, Karen, Taryn. Taryn left him, right? Because he was cheating on her before they had this open relationship. She came back to him. I don't know why, but she came back to him accepting that he's not only been cheating, but now he has this new fiance and we're all going to live together. All right, rant over. So <clears throat> Marcus is still dating Bina, but he's also dating other people. And he reconnected with this woman, Janae, and it didn't work out, so to speak, because she moved to the ATL. But he reconnected with her and he's flying her in from Atlanta. He's putting her up in a Airbnb. He's trying to convince Taryn in India that she's great. She's goal-oriented, ambitious, hard worker, all the things. Um, and then Taryn says, you know, how many people are you going to bring in to this family? Like, you're dating as if you're not married, which is what I'm saying. You're just like dating around to date around. Are you dating for a specific sister wife that we're all supposed to want to have in this family to expand our family? Are you just dating? 
and you don't want these two to go go anywhere because they're like your support system because a little bit later in this episode he cops the biggest attitude and i want to talk about that too what you're not about to do is get snarky with the wife because she says i don't want to add anyone else to live like this i've already accepted this bullshit already when you did a bait and switch which by the way you guys is his mo if you haven't noticed yet he's a bait and switcher and i'll tell you why first bait and switch okay you're single you meet this woman you propose to her india and then you switch it up and bring your wife now the new girl janae you call her, quote unquote, reconnect with her. You know how mad I'd be, you guys? I'd be so fucking mad. I, I can't even express to you how mad. But here's the bait and switch. You call up Janae. You reconnect with her. You all thought you had great sparks. You offer to fly her out to come see you. But you haven't told her that not only are you married, but that you have a fiance and you're living in a polygamous lifestyle and you have 10 kids by like eight different baby mamas. I'll wait. So I flew all halfway across the country for you not to tell me the truth about the situation so I can make an informed decision about whether I really want to be in this type of situation. But you want to act like, oh, you want to wait and tell me in person because you just think I'd be more amenable to it. Nah, fool, you're a bait and switcher. He's a cheater and they have just accepted the circumstances. Listen, I can go all the way off, but I'm going to reel it back in. So Taryn's like, yeah, you're not about to date around like you're single because you're not. Um, and India specifically is not really comfortable with this new Janae person specifically because she feels like, Marcus is acting like this is the one that got away. And you got to also think about the time frame, right? The time frame is Taryn just left him. He hadn't quite met India yet. And so Janae falls in between. Janae moves away. He meets India and then proposes to India. And now he's circling back to the girl that he's like, mm, I wonder, I wonder what happened to her. Now I have these two girls that are like, oh, this is cool. I can sleep around and be whoever under the guise of we're living a polygamous lifestyle. But meanwhile, neither India or Taryn actually wants the new person that he's dating to move into the house and be part of the sister wives. So what show are we on then? Yes, Crystal. They don't want the sister wife to live with them. What is this? Exactly. What show is this then? If y'all don't want the new sister, why, why are we here? Let's just say that you're allowing your husband slash boyfriend, because you can't really be a fiance, in my opinion, if you're already married. I just don't. So you have a, you have, he has a girlfriend and a wife, and the girlfriend and the wife are allowing him to go and date other people. Let's call it what it is. And so that instead of him cheating behind their backs, he's cheating in front of their faces. And that's what I believe. Sorry, I don't believe this is, a real, this is the real deal. I, I have seen no evidence in it. And I don't even think India really wants to be in this situation. And I actually don't even think Taryn wants to be in this situation. But for some reason, 
they're putting up with it. And again, I'm not sure why, because these two women are beautiful. They're smart. They're successful in their own right. They could really go out and get any man. So I'm, I'm just really trying to figure out what it is about Marcus. Because did I mention that he's got like a bunch of baby, like his own football team and a bunch of cheerleaders to back that up? I'm just saying. Um, so they're not all on the same page with this Janae girl. Um, and Janae doesn't know about Marcus's current situation, like I said, because he didn't tell her. Um, wants to tell her face to face. More inclined to be open to it. Well, yeah, because you're trying to manipulate her. They're trying to manipulate her. Like, would, tell me in the live chat, you guys, and if you're watching the replay, would you put up with this? If you were dating someone and that person didn't tell you that not only are they married, but they had another, there was two other people in the relationship. And he wants, he that person, he, she, whoever wants to bring you in to the relationship without telling you first. Would you be pissed? Would you? Because I would be. How is that an open and honest? How are you both openly and honestly coming to the table? You're not, you're coming with a bunch of secrets and a bunch of baggage that you haven't told anyone about. I think it's weird. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, then they have this whole fight about the rose petals. Word Nerd says, I'd be running far, far away. And Crystal says, heck no. She's getting flued out for some bowl. And Diamond Girl says, never, ever, never, ever. Never, ever, ever, never. So he's flying her out. And he's going to bring her to the house. Woohoo! great date. Bring her to the house and he's going to cook for her because that's his thing. And he's starting to have a disagreement with India specifically um, about, you know, what are you going to do to decorate the house? And he says, oh, he's going to put rose petals on the bed. And India's like, no, you're not. You're already on thin ice. The bedroom is off limits. Like, you already have curfew. You're out on these dates. You have to be home by 3 a.m. She's like, you know, you got to train him in the beginning and all this stuff. Well, I don't know if you know, I don't know about this, you guys. Like, I just don't understand it. India's getting really upset. She's like, you know, you're not going to stay out all night talking to whomever. You have a family and obligations to come back to. And this is what Marcus says. These are his words verbatim. He says, India's still in this polygamous family, which is very telling the words he's saying. India's still in this polygamous family chasing monogamy okay let's break that first down chasing monogamy well when she met you you all were in a monogamous relationship so how is she why do you think she's having a hard time getting out of that thought process because that's how she met you then he goes on to say you have to not hold me to a monogamous man's standard 
the choices I'm making and who I'm dating, I'm clearly thinking about the family, end quote. India, you're not about this life. And girl, you're young and beautiful. Go ahead and, and, and get your own man like you wanted to. You know I ain't got to settle for this. And instead of bickering about when your boyfriend, fiance is going to go on other dates and, and when he's going to sleep with other women and when he's going to bring other women to the household, why don't you just bump all that and just be like, peace out? Because it's clear to me that you don't really want him to be dating anybody else. And so should it be? Because when you met him, he was only dating you. He's the one that did the bait and switch. So, you know, go ahead and be like, bye, Felicia. Because, you know, you're still grown and you're still young. So you can make that decision. I Listen, y'all. I would not be sitting around talking to my significant other about his dates and what he's allowed to do and not do and roses on the bed versus roses on the table versus what what time he's coming home from his dates and who, when is the appropriate time to be intimate with someone else and then throw in the fact that neither Taryn or India really wants the new girl to move into the house because they don't want to shake up the relationship and the dynamics of the relationship. What What is this? Y'all, it's messing with my, I don't understand. I can't wrap my mind around it. It sounds to me, again, I'm going to say it. It sounds to me like you just have this dude who wants to fuck around, but he also wants both his women to be okay with him fucking around. But don't, don't piss me off. Don't tell me when I can have sex with those people because I want it to be organic. I don't know. To me, I feel like you're manipulating the situation and I'm just not, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it at all. I'm having a hard time with this, this thruple as well. Um, he goes on to say he's confused by India and he thinks that watching him fall in love with someone else is hard for her. No shit, Sherlock isn't that human nature? You fall in love with this person. You don't want them to fall in love with somebody else. I don't know. That might just be me and I might be living in the dark ages, but I would think that if I love this person, I want them to love me back exclusively as well. And we push forward together as a couple, but I mean, that's not this clearly. Uh, <clears throat> India goes on to say to Marcus that he wants the freedom and you don't have it. And again, so what is this? What are you guys doing? And the only thing I can say is that you guys are allowing him to date outside of your relationship. You're allowing him to fuck around and he's getting all the cake and the ice cream too. And I'm trying to figure out what is what about him? okay, you guys? What about him is the prize? What about him is the prize? Because we already heard, like Crystal said in the live chat, the political scandals, the the dead person at the club, the ten babies with eight different baby mamas, the cheating on uh, Taryn before they had an open relationship. I'm just trying to figure out 
what is he bringing to the table? And Crystal, you cannot tell me that it's the baby leg because he is too short. He doesn't eat, his head does not even hit the, the top part of the cabinet. So it can't be that. So I don't even know. Someone, someone tell me, someone give me your thoughts about what you think he's bringing to the table, that these two beautiful women are accepting it. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So India goes on to say she doesn't necessarily want an additional wife to live with us and become part of the family. And Taryn agrees with her, at least not in the beginning. And then Taryn goes into this whole thing, you know, she can live down the street. And then that's when Marcus gets his panties all in a bunch and he's triggered. Okay. He's triggered when India says that, you know, if, if you're going to move someone in, then I'll move out or cause we're all not going to live here like this. We're not adding another person. And he gets triggered because in the past she's threatened that before she would do that, she would just move out. And so he's like, can I speak to you for a moment? It is triggering to me when you tell me that you will leave. Yeah, it's triggering to you because this whole scenario that you've built up where you have two strong, beautiful Black women allowing you to run amok when you know nowhere else is nowhere, nowhere else you're going to get that. So yeah, it's triggering to you because you don't want to lose it. And you want to be like, you're the good guy and you're, this is your family and you're doing it for the family. Not full. You're doing it for yourself and your own selfish ways. You were already a cheater. You came into the relationship as a cheater and now you're wrapping it with polygamy and I'm not okay with that. That I think, I think I just figured out what my problem was with this whole thing. <clears throat> I'm thinking he's using them to start his reality TV or acting career. No way he's keeping his job in Ohio. They just making stuff as they're just making stuff up as they go. Yeah, I just I think I finally figured out what my issue with this family is. Is that I personally my vibe and I don't know them personally, just from what I'm seeing on the show and all of the internet sleuth stuff that came out about Marcus and how his character, I figure it out. My problem with this is that I just think he's a cheater who is acting like he's in a polygamous lifestyle and that legitimizes it for him and therefore legitimizes it for Taryn and India when really Taryn and India don't really want to be in this relationship like this. They've accepted it for whatever reason. I guess, you know, Taryn has put in, I don't know, I think they said like 10, 15 years plus in the relationship and India is like five years in or whatever. So it is what it is at this point now. But I don't think that these women have, should have to settle. I just really don't. But now I understand what it is that I don't like about it. I just think that he's he wants to cheat and continue to cheat and sex around. And I don't necessarily think that you need to be married or be in a plural relationship to do that. You can be single and ready to mingle 
go on and do that. Exactly. He just wants to run the streets. Go on and run the streets as a single man, Marcus. And may I suggest you wrap it up, up in these streets, because it's clear 10 kids later that mm, maybe that might not be the case. <sighs> I tell you, I tell you, woo! And I haven't even gotten to the, the part that scarred me the most. <laughs> this show, woo! Okay, so the Joneses. This was like, you know, this was fine. Sidian and Ariel, you know, they had sex the first night. They feel comfortable with each other. Uh, Sidian feels really good. You can tell already that Sidian's like falling fast in love with this girl because he thinks that she's just beautiful. Um, and so they're heading on to have like a romantic day on a remote island. He's really getting all gushy in his feelings, bonding over the experiences they're having together. Um, and he just feels that things are above and beyond his expectations. And it's not awkward. It feels organic. And, you know, they both didn't expect to feel this comfortable with each other. And it just feels so amazing. And... Um, they're just falling so rapidly in love, but they're also worried at the same time because it's just not going to be enough time together. It's such a short trip. And, you know, they don't want to get too attached to each other because then they're going to be away from each other. Uh, Krista says, I want to know what Jared thinks. I want to know what Jared thinks too. Um, we're sending all the positive vibes to Jared. Uh, he had a little bit of a health scare, but he is on the mend. So I will definitely reach out to him, Crystal, and see how he's feeling and perhaps have him on the show um, soon so we can talk about it because... I will say this, this season y'all is way different than any of the previous seasons. And this season I just, I'm having a hard time understanding what is happening because in the previous seasons, everyone felt like they were like on board. And if they weren't on board, they would tell you, hey, I'm not on board with this and they'd leave. But here it's like, they're not on board, but they don't leave. And so then all the fights and miscommunications are all about what they don't want. Well then just, just leave. What, what, and listen, y'all, I, 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 I really want to talk about it, but I'm just going to get through the Joneses for So they're having this romantic, organic love story that's playing out. And Sidian asks her on the second day, can you picture being together for a long time? Can you picture t being together forever? Dude, it's day two. I mean, it's been 24 hours, but okay. Yeah, she can picture it though. She says that she's attracted to him. She loves how nerdy he looks, how smart he is. Um, and, you know, she just doesn't want to get too attached because she knows there's going to be some time in between them being together. 
Um, then Sidian's like, you know, what are your thoughts on being a second wife? And she says, hey, Dustin, hey, I understand it could lead to complications, but what keeps me here, what really keeps me here is the respect we have for each other, the respect we have for each other's boundaries, my relationship with you and my relationship with Tasha. Now, if y'all think I'm I'm talking like I'm in a telenovela, I am, because that's what I was watching here. Then she like fed him and he's like, I've never eaten such a big leaf before. And I was like, again, TLC, here's a opportunity where other people who perhaps don't get to travel the world could learn about some things. So that wasn't just a big leaf that you were eating, Sidian. Share, share in the culture, share in the knowledge, share in the travels. Last and certainly the most traumatizing for me this episode. And again, I'm about to talk a bunch of shit, so prepare yourself. The Davis family, April, Nick, Jennifer, who are courting Danielle. Now, I don't know what kind of cockamamie nonsense this is, but what I will tell you is that y'all are drinking a whole lot. Like, all I see y'all do is drinking so that what? We can be loosey-goosey because that's what's happening. I'm only seeing a bunch of loosey-goosey. I saw stuff this episode with the Davises that I just... I did not need to see, and I did not need to know, and I didn't need him to talk about. I just cannot. I cannot with this family, all living, all four grown-ass people sleeping in the same bed. Stop it. And again, and again, why is Nick the prize? He ain't got no job. He ain't got no money. He says he reads all day. He says he's a stay-at-home dad, but like, where's the kid? We saw the kid. He's a grown-ass kid in one episode. You ain't doing that either. I know you're not carpooling and dropping the kid off at at basketball and baseball and spelling bees. So what are you doing? Because all I'm getting, y'all, from this this family is 1980s pimp daddy vibes. That is all I'm getting, and it's so uncomfortable. It's so hard to watch. And I just don't understand it. Why is Nick the prize? (laughs) So, Nick's excited about this weekend because he gets to, quote, fall back meaning that he don't doesn't have to do shit because he don't do shit. He's used to not doing shit all day, every day. So this is just a staycation where he does more of nothing. So he gets to fall back, his words, and lets the women mesh together. And I wish you guys could read my notes. When he said, yeah, I get to fall back, my note was, yeah, because you ain't shit.
He goes on to tell us that it was Jennifer's turn last night. So him and Jennifer had sex last night. And tonight is Danielle's turn. Then he goes on to this whole thing that again, you guys, I it's like, I feel like I'm a pretty progressive person. And I definitely know just in the line of work that I do that I'm politically correct most of the time. But I don't understand, I don't understand what's happening here. Okay, so we definitely need Jared. And I'm not an expert and I'm gonna try to figure it out, but in my mind, this is what it sounds like. So Pimp Daddy Nick doesn't marry any of his women right? So he doesn't like, you know, pimps, like they got the one main woman and then everyone else is like a harem of other women, but that's it. Nick does the same thing in his relationships where he doesn't marry anyone. Like even though April's like 20 years deep in the relationship, April and Nick are not married. Instead, he makes the women marry each other, but take his last name. So April and Jennifer are married. And he's asking Danielle how she feels about it. And of course, Danielle is, you know, she's shocked. She was quiet and shocked for a moment. And she was politically correct and said she's not opposed to marrying another woman, but it would be hard uh, to think of how to envision that. But you're saying you don't want to do it because then that means. So Pimp Nick is right here. April and Jennifer have to marry each other or get married to each other. They bring on Danielle. And then when they bring in the next woman, they ex he expects the next woman and Danielle to get married. Now, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I feel like it, it's messing with my idea of what marriage is supposed to be about. And I don't care if, you know, same-sex marriage, whatever type of marriage. But to me you marry someone because you love them and you want to be united. And for me, at least you want to be united, you know, not only individually, but under God and, and all the things. So I feel like they're using marriage as like a weird business brothel transaction, if that makes sense. Love that Linda is the expert on pimps. You know they have their one main chick. Let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you a little something, Crystal. And uh, since I forgot that this is not only Patreon, I will I will make it the open to the internet version. Open to the internet version. Um, Growing up, there were a lot of pimps in the city that I grew up in, a lot of them. They were all at the club and they were always recruiting all the time. And I'll tell you what happened to me one time. When it happened to me, but like what happened? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. He's beautiful, guys. He's beautiful, beautiful. Like he could be 
the who like uh like Idris Elba beautiful tall chocolate beautiful it's like talking my ear off talking my ear off talking my ear off and um he's like you know you're this you're that and you know I'm gonna give you again the internet version of this internet version is he's like trying to say how beautiful I am and how this and how this and you're beautiful and strong and la 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 chocolate this chocolate that stuff wants to take me I'm with my friends wants to take me and my friends out to eat he wants to pay for it all okay so I let him we go but while I'm sitting there he wants to talk about how my beauty would just really, my beauty really just needs to be seen by more people. And, you know, how do I feel about working with him to show the world my beauty? Oh, you know, fuck off. You you want me to be uh, your hoe? I'm in university. I don't need you. That's the short end of the, that's the PG version. Uh, no, word nerd said Mississauga. No, Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver. All right. Back to the Davises. Thank God I was able to take a break because I, this Davis family, I'm really just, I can't, I can't with them. Okay. So how does it work? Pimp Daddy Nick here, main chick. April, who I'm convinced makes all the decisions here. Jennifer, who is April's assistant right here. And now the three of them are bringing on Danielle, who's going to be right here. And they want Danielle, when they bring in the fourth person, to marry that fourth person. And everyone's going to take Nick's name, but Nick's not marrying any of them. I don't know if that's how polygamy is supposed to work. I, I just don't. And if you guys know, please let me know. But to me, again, that sounds like a business arrangement. It sounds like a brothel. And so anyone that's tied up is all the women are tied up in all the legality. So when Pimp Daddy Nick has to, you know, bounce, he's he he's not tied to anyone. He could be tomorrow, walk away and be like, what? That's not my life. And start all over again. It's, anyways, that's what they're about. <sighs> then Nick goes on to say, the reason why... <laughs> Nick goes on to say that the reason why he doesn't marry the women... Because he doesn't want to create a sense of jealousy over him. Or where one has a greater standing with him than the other. <laughs> Wait, what? What, Nick? Are you the prize? You don't work. The women support you. What part of the... What part are we bringing on jealousy over you 
or greater standing than the other. If anyone has a greater standing, it's the person that is putting the food in the fridge, the shelter over your head, and the vehicle that you don't drive. You see, like, the bitch in the back and the women drive. Like, stop it. Just stop it. Again, if you guys can see my notes, SMH with the big star. Shaking my damn head. They're making dinner. He's grilling salmon, and it was like a big piece of salmon. And you guys know I get distracted by, you know, different stuff. Again, the alcohol is flowing. He's grilling the salmon. They're sitting down, and I noticed that it's just a piece of salmon. Like, where are the sides? Y'all are just going to grill that salmon and throw it on a plate, and that's it? You ain't going to put a little salad with that? Maybe, you know, a little, je ne sais quoi, something. I don't know. Again, Nick, what are you bringing to the table? But just a piece of grilled salmon. That's it. Thanks very much. Appreciate you. Want to make sure that no one gets a little too jealous over you. (laughs) Hi, actually, Aubrey. I'm running amok over here, so brace yourself. Then the piece de resistance. The part where I just don't, I don't even know if my eyes are going to be able to get over what I saw on TLC. This hot tub scene, y'all, the hot tub scene, the words that were coming out of Nick's mouth, I, I just, it was just cringy to me. It was cringeworthy. And that was, to me, again, I keep saying 1980s pimp vibes. Like any pimp show that was out in the 80s, I can't even think of any, but I know that there are some. That's the vibe that I, I'm getting from this hot tub scene. So, they're getting into the hot tub and Nick wants to really know how the sex is going to flow, how the sex is going to flow for the rest of the weekend. You know, he was already with Jennifer last night and he's going to be with Danielle tonight, but he just wants to make sure that Danielle's cool with him and the flow of how sex goes. Cause right now April and Jennifer are down and they know how it is. So like, are you cool, Danielle, if I, you know, I have sex with you in the bed and then I slip out, I roll out and, you know, go do the do elsewhere. Are you going to be cool with that, Danielle? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> just stop it. Just, just stop it. How's the sex going to flow? How's the sex going to flow? Jennifer goes on to say how... You know, Nick's really responsible with our feelings and he really knows how to helicopter around us and spread the love and, you know, make sure that we have the individual attention and time that we need. Jennifer, Nick is not the prize, okay? 
Nick is not the prize. Now, I, I'm going to take Midwife Crystal's analogy and say, listen, y'all, listen. Listen, Linda, listen. That baby dick is not worth it. Oh, no, and I said it wrong because I think he has a baby dick. She calls it a baby leg. But apparently he has a baby leg, and that's why they're all putting up with this nonsense. And that's why I was watching, like, a 1970s hot tub porn. What's that movie with Mark Wahlberg where he was playing, you know, like a porn star or whatever? That That's what this reminded me of. So anyways. Anyways. Helicopters, his love, gives attention to each of them, all the things. Yeah, I took your comment, but I I took your comment and I made it my own because, you know, you said baby leg and I said baby dick. And those two are different things. <laughs> yes, boogie nights. Boogie nights vibes. Facts. This hot type scene was 100% boogie night vibes. But like the ghetto version. So. <laughs> there, he, Nick is like in the hot tub and, you know, he's kissing on Danielle and then he's kissing on Jennifer and then Jennifer's like sitting on him and he's slapping someone's butt and he's like, Slapping someone else's butt and like, uh. And then April and Jennifer are over it. They're going to give Danielle and Nick some alone time in the hot tub. And you could just, in that moment, you guys, I could just see that is all he brings to the table. He brings his ding-a-ling to the table. And, you know, I'm going to be controversial here. And please, you guys, please just. I'm just, I'm just preaching facts. Okay. I don't need you to come for me. None of that stuff. I'm just preaching facts. I'm just going to tell you what I honestly believe. So the saying in most instances is true. And that saying about once you go black, you never go back. It's true in the cases of black men. And so this this thing, baby leg, 100% true. And that's the only thing, and I saw it as the last five minutes of the hot tub is exactly what it is. The only thing that Nick brings to the table, <laughs> the only thing that Nick brings to the table is his baby leg. And so April, digmatize. Jennifer, digmatize. Jennifer and April are accomplices of Nick in trying to make sure that Danielle gets stigmatized too. And the reason why is because now they'll have three people that pay for Nick's lifestyle instead of just the two of them because Danielle works, April works, Jennifer works, Nick does not work. Nick brings his baby leg to the table. The end. Thank you, Word Nerd, for <laughs> because Linda said ding-a-ling. I told you I was running amok today, y'all. I told you. A small leg is valuable. No job. Make it make sense. Girl, I just explained it to you. 
I just explained it to you. Those are facts. Like, if listen, whoever you date and how, however, if you get stigmatized, that's it. You're done. You're done. Unless you can pull yourself away from that situation. I know we've all been there where, you know, someone's throwing down a little too well and you know that you should, you don't want anything long-term with this fool, but you know that, whoa, like, whoa. All right. I'm done. Thank you for being here. Nick is the prize. Nick. Listen, it is 2022. We went through a pandemic. They're talking about some monkeypox nonsense. There's some other thing going on over there. Some other thing going on over there. You're going to need to work, Nick. What you're not about to do is just sit up in the house and read some books and bring out your baby leg. All right, I'm done. Bye, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, I'll be back at 8 o'clock with the family Chantel. Bye, guys.